This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. As we've reported, Canada is opposed to the Biden administration's proposal to give an extra $4,500 of tax credit to electric vehicles assembled in the U.S. by union labor. Canada says it violates the USMCA, would harm its auto industry, and is the equivalent of slapping a 34% tariffs on EVs made in Canada. So in response, Canada threatened to impose its own tariffs on a number of American products last week. But now Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is proposing to settle the dispute by aligning incentives in the U.S. and Canada so vehicles in both countries qualify for the credits. There's no indication yet if the U.S. would accept that, but the two sides are continuing to negotiate. And speaking of the Biden administration, yesterday it rolled out plans for a $7.5 billion EV charging network in the U.S. In February, the White House will issue guidance for states and cities to deploy the network, and rules for charger standards will come in May of next year. And it will create an advisory committee next year that will get input from local government, industry, and advocacy groups. The goal is to install half a million chargers across the country, which is seen as necessary to jumpstart EV sales in the U.S. Looks like Toyota finally gave up and threw in the towel. Instead of putting most of its emphasis on hybrids, now it's doubling down on battery electrics. This morning, CEO Akio Toyota announced they're coming out with 30 BEVs by 2030 and expect to sell 3.5 million BEVs a year globally by then, which is up from a previous target of 2 million. Toyota will spend 4 trillion yen to develop those BEVs, that's about $32 billion, and includes 2 trillion, up from 1.5 in September, for R&D spending on batteries. Akio unveiled a number of electrics, including the BZ4X, which the company showed publicly a month ago. Then there's the BZ Compact SUV, a sleek, coupe-like four-door. The BZ Small Crossover, which is a four-door coupe for the EU and Japanese markets. He said it would be rated at 125 watt-hours per kilometer, or 5 miles per kilowatt-hour which is world-class efficiency by today's standards. There's the BZ Sun, a mid-sized sedan that's aimed at first-time customers, and the BZ Large SUV, a three-row sport ute. Lexus is actually going to lead the EV charge at the company. There's the RZ, which is Lexus's version of the BZ4X and looks like it could be a replacement for the RX. Then there's the Lexus sports car, which kind of looks like an electric LFA. It's said to go from zero to 60 in the low two seconds and will deliver 700 kilometers of range, possibly with solid state batteries. That's about 436 miles. Lexus also looks like it will get a version of the electric sedan and large SUV. It will become a 100% BEV brand in the US, EU, and China by 2030 with sales of a million a year. By 2035, it will be 100% electric globally. Toyota also has plans for electric versions of what look like the Tundra or Tacoma, FJ Cruiser, CHR or Corolla Cross, the RAV4, Supra, and even small mobility solutions. So why the change of heart from hybrids to BEVs? 
Toyota says one reason is the Biden administration's push for EVs. But maybe more tellingly, it says there's been a rapid mindset change by Lexus customers. They want electric cars. Mobility is becoming electric, connected, and autonomous, just like the manufacturing world. But we'll always be one thing, a reliable partner for our customers. As we reported a couple of months ago, Mary Barra says General Motors is going to double its revenue by the end of the decade. Now we've got more info on how she wants to do it. Barra says Cruise LLC, which makes autonomous ride-hailing cars, will add $50 billion a year in revenue. Data monetization and subscription services through OnStar will add $20 to $25 billion. Brightdrop, the electric commercial van business, will add $10 billion, and GM Defense will add a billion. Put it all together and you're talking about $86 billion. Those businesses will be growing at 50% a year, compared to GM's traditional business that grows at about 3% a year. GM's stock is trading at its highest level in over 10 years, and it's numbers like these that are getting investors interested. A few weeks back, Genesis revealed the new exterior styling of the G90. Now it's sharing more details about its flagship sedan. It's powered by a 3.5-liter turbo gasoline engine that's mated to an 8-speed automatic transmission. Its fuel economy is 9.3 kilometers per liter, or about 22 miles to the gallon. But Genesis didn't reveal what test cycle that's based on. To help improve its ride, it's equipped with a multi-chamber air suspension system, which automatically adjusts the air pressure depending on the road conditions. And it also features rear-wheel steering. The interior is very upscale, with plenty of luxurious materials throughout. We especially like the leather blade that cuts through the dash and the HVAC controls, which kind of look like an old radio. And thanks to the long wheelbase version, it's also been designed for people to be chauffeured in. The new G90 first launches in Korea before heading to other markets. We kind of pride ourselves on showing you technology and topics that you haven't seen anywhere else. That's why on AutoLine After Hours this Thursday, We'll feature this revolutionary engine. It's extremely compact, very powerful, and relatively cheap to manufacture. And it's so intriguing that Chris Theodore, the father of the Ford GT, the Dodge Viper, the Jeep Grand Cherokee, and a bunch of other vehicles, joined the company that's going to manufacture it. So join John and Gary this Thursday to find out more about it. We want to know what drives your testing, OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. A wild new motorcycle is going to attempt to break the land speed record for an electric bike next summer. It doesn't look all too special from the side view. It's not till you look at it head on that you see designers from White Motorcycle Concepts bored a hole straight through the center section to create a Venturi tunnel, which helps reduce drag. 
They're taking things slow in the testing phase with an underpowered 60-volt system that produces 100 kilowatts or 134 horsepower. For the official run, the bike is expected to feature an 800-volt system and they'll be looking to break 250 miles per hour or 402 kilometers an hour. In other motorcycle news, EV investors aren't just interested in automotive startups. Harley-Davidson spun off its electric motorcycle division called Livewire earlier this year, and now it's taking the company public through a reverse merger or SPAC. The expected combined value is a little over $1.75 billion and would pump about $545 million in fresh assets into Livewire, of which Harley-Davidson still owns a 75% stake. Livewire says it would use that money to fund its future plans until it's profitable in 2026. By that time, it expects to sell 100,000 electric motorcycles a year, which will bring in $1.8 billion in revenue. And in case you were wondering, Livewire has sold 387 motorcycles this year. Winter season is on us. And we just did a couple of interviews that help highlight why snow tires are better than all-season tires this time of year and ways to pick out the right set of tires for you. You might think a big set of knobby tires with deep tread is what you want in the snow, but as Daniel Kelly of Bridgestone points out, that's not necessarily the case. With snow traction, uh, what really helps there is snow on snow. So think about like rolling a snowball or making a snowman, you know, you start with a ball and you roll and it picks up snow as it goes. Uh, so with the winter tires, what you actually want is a tread pattern that holds the snow to it. Uh, you know, you want that pattern to be packed full of snow. So when it's rolling over other snow, that snow is gripping, you know, on the snow that's already on the road and it gives you a better, more secure foundation on the road. And if you'd like to see more, you can catch those interviews in the AutoLine exclusive section of our website, as well as on our YouTube channel. But that's it for today. Thanks for tuning in. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone. Solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems. Over-the-air engineering. Boost your game. And by Scheffler. We pioneer motion.